Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 761, recorded live on May 30, 2023, and here are your hosts. The man who is hopefully feeling better today, Dave Pillay. Better is relative, I'm feeling better. And the man who is full of Mountain Dew and bad pizza and feeling okay, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh God, Andy, what did you do to yourself? Um, one of Isaac's friends had a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, God. That's still a thing? That is still a thing. And at this Chuck E. Cheese birthday party, were they given, do they still use tokens at Chuck E. Cheese? Or uh, no. They, have they moved it, to the cards? They, they are entirely cards. It was, uh, we show up there, we were given a little wristband with a card attached to it. And they're like, as soon as you swipe it, you have two hours. And I'm like, okay. Two hours of game? Yeah. Like any game you want? Any game you want, you get it for two hours. That's cool. I know. So I'm sitting there like trying to like get Isaac to do games, but... There are a lot of kids. There's a lot of noise. Isaac was already not feeling 100% earlier today. Mm -hmm. He hadn't eaten much, and so he was sort of out of it. Stimulus overload. I think so. I think a bit of that, because especially after we got back home, he seemed fine again. But yeah, I think it was all the noise and all the people and everything. You know, he was excited to go to this party because he hasn't seen uh, his friend in a while because this was a friend from daycare, so not from school. So we haven't, I think we hung out maybe twice since the school year started. Three times. I think three times or twice. And it, either way. Like any good children's birthday party, the friend was surrounded by other friends. Yep. And so you don't get the time with the friend. Yep. And then there's all this other stuff going on and all this other noise. Poor Isaac. And, yeah. So he just played a couple of games. He played like a game of skee ball, played a game of Angry Birds. <laughs> He just looked around, tried a couple of things, and he just, you know, came back to the table and just wanted to sit there watching the music videos, and he wanted to play um, uh, SimCity on my phone. <laughs> Not any of the arcade games nope. that are probably much more involved than SimCity. Okay. Yep. So he sure. was just, he just okay. you know, played that, watched some things there, and then he didn't really eat, you know, much of the pizza. So, of course, I'm trying to eat pizza as well because I didn't have any dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there was, you know... Free cups, and he didn't, you know, he was drinking lemonade, but I'm like, okay, free well, drinks for me. <laughs> free drinks, yeah, like it's for the parents at that point. Yeah. You're like, and Mountain Dew. Yep, just fill it up, drink it. Oh, look, I'm out. Fill it up, drink it. Oh, look, free refills. Yep. But man, free that, refills are like, they're, they're not good. Mm. The amount of, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid actually to look at my calorie track. Oh, yep, that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> Did you log every cup? Yep. Good well, for you. Because that's what I do with my calorie tracker, and I am definitely over budget today now. Yeah, for both calories and sugar, I'm sure. Yes, yes, for both. As I'm sitting here drinking another Mountain Dew as we're recording. Yeah, maybe that should go back in the fridge and like a water. Um, yeah, definitely be drinking lots of water tomorrow. I, or start right now. I can wait. No, no, I'm I I gotta I'm gonna push through this thing, and then once this is done, I'm gonna crash, and then yeah, but crashing is gonna be a lot easier for you if you don't have fresh caffeine in your system. I know, but this podcast would not be good if I don't have fresh caffeine in my system. <laughs> Do we need to find a new time for this, Andy? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What, I don't know what time would be better. We, we can we can talk about that offline. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they got to experience Chuck E. Cheese and I'm just sitting there going like, hmm. 
I mean, did you explain that like this was a part of your childhood too? Well, I told him that we hadn't been to Chuck Cheese in forever, and it just felt kind of sad. I mean, Andy, it was just as sad. When we were kids. Yep. But no, there was no like animatronic band. The amount of games in there seems to have been dwindled down. Like I, I feel like they were still like games were spread out due to COVID policies. And so there were less games in there mm-hmm. and they still have not gone back to the normal amount of games available. So there were fewer games, probably mm-hmm. poor quality, not maintained. Everything's covered in a thin film of grease. Well, it was, uh, it felt uh, sticky, like disinfectant, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, good. They're at least they're, you know, sanitizing everything. But still, it was just like, huh. Kind of gross. Yep. Part of my head's Did like, man, pinball? I should, what? Did you play any pinball? There were no pinball games. <gasps> there were no pinball machines? Nope. Damn. It was entirely ticket games. That's, well, no wonder you wanted to play SimCity. <laughs> All ticket games? All ticket games. Wow. Not even a DDR machine. Nope. I am disheartened. The the closest I think they had to a DDR machine was there was this tree chopping game where you had to chop either on the left or on the right. So you had to, you know, kind of left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left, right, you know. That would be the closest to DDR. I'm I'm struggling with this, Andy. I know, as am I. I was like, okay, this is uh, that's that's why I was like, okay, this is this is kind of sad. Part yeah. of me is like, next yeah, time no, we go right. to Ann Arbor, I should take I should take him to Pinball Pete's, you know, and at least uh, is Pinball Pete's still open? I, I hope so. I can never keep track of it. Uh, Pinball Pete's Ann Arbor. Yes, I think website's still going. The website's still there. There's an Ann Arbor location and an East Lansing location. Okay. Yes. Yes. It looks like Pinball Pete's is still there. I was going to say their Facebook post said um, they posted Happy Easter. So <laughs> from 2020. <laughs> well, that's good. Cause, so for a second, I thought you were going to say you should take him to Zapson. I'm like, oh, Zapson's not there anymore. No, no. I've I've seen the new Zapson location. I would not call it a Zapson location. Really? I have been there. Oh, okay. Um, it is a entertainment center that has Zapzone labeled laser tag, but it is not a Zapzone. Okay. If you if your goal is to spend the afternoon somewhere and like spend money and have a good time, big is a good place to go. If your goal is to play a good game of laser tag, do not go there. Go to Canton. Oh yeah, no. I I will agree. Canton is like a 20, 20 more minutes drive and is much much more zap zone than big is. Well, there's also I at some point and I haven't realize why I haven't done it, but they have, a, technically there's a maze in Battle Creek and I have never gone. There's a zap zone in Battle Creek? Yes. Zap-zone.com. Where is the list of Battle Creek? Sure enough. Yeah, I, I drove by it and I'm like, wait, what? And I had to like do a double there's take. Zap zone bowling. Yeah, but I saw, I saw the logo on the side of the building and I was just like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, if they have an entire bowling alley in there, you might want to ask for a walkthrough of the maze before you commit. Yeah, it's it's literally two miles away from one of our transmitter sites. Well, one of my former transmitter sites. I was going to say, it's not your transmitter anymore. I know. It, I catch myself for the last two weeks. I've been saying, oh, work. Oh, work. No, not that work. <laughs> Old work. Old work. Old, especially when like I'm trying to talk about like transmitters and receivers and all this other stuff there. And I'm like, old receiver, new receiver. Old receiver, new receiver. 
have you to your knowledge like eliminated all of the the old work emails alerts everything like, uh, nothing as has come to you there was one phone call that happened last weekend or something like that and i sent a message to um the guy i was working with paul and i was like hey paul um check this uh you know check this signal you might be off the air right now <laughs> and then take me off the list. and then and then like and then can you on monday go through the phone list and remove me because i thought i got them all <laughs> I knew you wouldn't have. Like, there's such a complex system. Yes, there were so many of them, and there's no documentation. It was just, and I'm like, I think I got them all. And he's, he was going through there, and he's like, oh, you were on that list twice. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> So I got my fir- I got my first one and I pulled myself uh-huh. off and I thought that was it. But no, somebody had put me in as a second time farther down the list. So it's like, well, great. Who else put my phone number in these things? So I think I'm all set. I think I am all done with those. Now, the new question is like the pictures, because I used to take tons of pictures of stuff at work. So it's like, okay, how many of these pictures do I want to keep? None. Because, you know, some of that stuff just seems kind of cool, but, you know. None. Purge yourself. I know. There's some of these pictures where it's just like, yeah, I don't need that anymore. So I've been slowly deleting all my pictures. And then I got to finish going through my flash drive and hard drive that I copied over to my Google Drive and get that stuff cleaned up because I've got about 50 gigabytes worth of stuff that I still haven't gone through yet. That's a lot of stuff. Yep. Well, I'm like, I don't remember what I wanted to keep from these things and I'm running out of time. So upload everything. All right. Drag and drop the folder. At least you don't need to like worry about um, PHI or anything. Yeah. No, there's no... uh, There's no protected data. Nope. Well, cool, cool, cool. I got sick this weekend. That was was a great experience. As it always is. Some sort of stomach bug. Unpleasant. Thoroughly unpleasant. Uh, But beyond that, what else happened this week, Andy? I saw a bunch of Google announcements. Yeah, well, because Google I.O. happened. Ah, they brought it back. Yep, in person this time. And what did they talk about? Well, um, updates to Google Maps, some new photo editing things. Mm -hmm. including something they're calling Magic Compose, which allows you to um, rewrite text in different styles. Hmm. Oh, I see. They took out the... I'm looking at this example picture, and it takes out the strap, the woman's strap, and just leaves her coat looking weird. No, no, no. That's Magic Editor. That's Magic Editor? Yes. Which also lets you um, reposition the subjects for a better frame shot. So that's even more creepy. What? Yeah. Can't believe anything. Nope. Cannot believe anything. Oh, that's that's terrifying. That is entirely like diffusion AI. I'm as I'm as I'm watching this of the like demo of moving the kid with the balloon over to the right. Yep. That's absolutely like it's just guessing what the next pixel is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then that's... changing the sky behind to be clear sky nicer day yep so god can't trust anything now so yeah so that's the magic editor um so yeah it's magic eraser on steroids magic composer is um to basically you know how they you have the suggested bits for um you know suggested response responses for messages take that to a next level where you could actually uh, oh okay yeah so you'll you can type a response and then basically pick what type of you know you start the response but you're like oh I want this to be more I love it. they have excited chill lyrical or Shakespeare were their Shakespeare. choices yeah can I put in assertive strong willed demanding <laughs> commanding 
So that's Magic Compose? Yes. So yeah, so there's Magic Editor, Magic Compose. Palm 2 is their response to uh, GPT-4. Is that what the... Wait, what the, happened to Bard? Oh, um... Or is Bard Palm 1? Uh, the, the database is called Palm 2. So Bard's the front end. Ah. And the database in the back is now... Is Palm 2. Palm 2, yeah. So yeah, so Bard's going to be smarter, and now it's open to everybody. Yay! So there is no more wait list for Bard. So if you've got Google... Which you, everyone can, because yep, it's free, yep. then you can have Bard. Mm-hmm. I've had Bard. I have not used Bard. Uh, I did Bard. I did both. Uh, no, I, I did Bard, and I did Bing, um, because... So I'm doing a presentation this week on Wednesday about section 230 Mm. um and i was trying to find quotes from congress people about section 230 but i wanted it specifically in the quote to say section 230 Mm -hmm. which a lot of the congress people rather than saying section 230 just go oh you know silicon valley or big tech or you know using all these other things rather than just actually saying section 230 so I asked both Bard and Bing with ChatGPT to find me quotes from Congress people about Section 230. And I, you know, I said, must actually include Section 230. And so it actually came back with some stuff in the congressional database from the bills and from the floor mm-hmm. speeches that actually say Section 230. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, here we go. This is what I needed. This is something that and I probably... checked your references. Well, yes, because they actually actually gave me links. They, they footnoted cool. the quotes. So I was able to cool. click the footnotes and actually like verify that, yes, these are coming from .gov pages. And have Section 230 in them. Yes. Because you, you did more than just click on it and be like, yep, that's a government site. Like you you double check that it said yes. what it said it said. Yes. Okay. But, you know, trying to Google that by myself would have been a pain in the butt. Would it? I was trying to... I feel to... like... Because I know there's, there's tricks in Google to search specific domains for content and force it to include certain things. Yes, or I could just say I would like quotes from, you know, Democrats specifically yeah, talking about one, Section 230. One of these things has the possibility of hallucination, which you checked and you yes. verified. Mm-hmm. But like, one of them is a direct, hey, this could be entirely made up and you would not know until you go and look. And the other is, oh, let me take you directly there. Yes, but then I also asked it, like, what are some other Democratic responses to Section 230? And then they came back with other points about it, which was able to let me, you know, dig down the rabbit hole to get some more of the information that I wanted. Yeah. So, yes, that was actually... concerns me, because, like, it's really easy to, to tunnel yourself in that sort of thing. Yes. You're not immersing yourself in the source material. You are picking and choosing the source material. I'm telling somebody else to go into the source material and find specific. Oh keywords. no, you're you're telling an AI to do it. That's not telling. So, like you are picking and choosing by how you phrase your prompt. Which I'm still new at phrasing prompts, so I I don't know if I'm yep. supposed to be using natural language when I'm talking to this AI or if I'm just supposed to. Prompt engineering is apparently a huge thing right now. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that's going on. They're adding some AI stuff to Google Workspace, which I'm not a Google house anymore. So part of me is like, oh, okay. I'm instead on Teams and Outlook again. So now I'm in Dave's neck of the woods. Woo! Yeah. Welcome. Oh, my God, the redundancy. 
Yeah, the redundancy, the bugs. Yep. For a while, I ju- I think I just fixed it. For a while, I have a I have a, my regular calendar, right? Like my inbox calendar and Outlook. Mm-hmm. I have a second calendar that I call Work Done, which is my time logging. And so when I'm working on a project, I just log on that calendar that, hey, I was working on this. It took this long. It's this project with this log. And then the time logging system can actually import that directly, which is really nice. Um, but for the last month, or so. Anytime I go to my calendar, it deselects my primary calendar and only shows me the work done calendar. And if I click on the primary calendar, it brings it back up. And if I click on any other shared calendar from the the um, AD group, I can't see it. It doesn't actually show me anything. Hmm. It doesn't even like register that I clicked on it. It's just like, yeah, what? I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. And I'm like, okay, even if I can't open up other people's calendars, sure. Uh, but why do you keep getting rid of my primary calendar and only showing me the work done? Cal- oh, God, I think I fixed it. So we have, an, this is completely ridiculous, but we have an inventory system that's got our ticket yeah. system in place. Cool. So, because uh, we work with multiple departments. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you know, submits the, tipic to the tickets to this inventory system. And then yeah. it kind of gets funneled into our supervisor and kind of fun- fanned out to us. Right. And then Triaged we use, out. Yes. We use those tickets to create um, meetings in Outlook to basically tell everybody where we're going and who's working on what. Um, once we are done with the job, that we have to actually take that time that we've, you know, figured out from our Outlook calendar, put it back into the inventory system under the correct departments and correct time codes. And then from that, we generate a report that will give us the correct coding to actually put into our actual time system, Mm -hmm. which then we actually have to submit. But for some odd reason, we actually have to submit it in on Thursday morning for it to get processed. So our time on Thursday and Friday... Go on the next week? Nope, go on that week, but they're just listed as a generic admin time, I think is what the code is. What? Yes. Gets put in as a generic ad. Yeah, I don't know. And that's just your estimated time. Yes. Because you don't know how long you're going to be working on Thursday and Friday. You could be sick on Friday. Yep. That sounds like a horrible inefficiency. Welcome to the government. Yeah. I still haven't figured it. I still haven't figured it out. I just know that my time card has to be in on Thursday morning and my Thursday and Friday times are just listed as eight hours of just generic time. I had a headache. I, I just want to say I had a headache. Yes. When, before we started recording, I had a headache. Mm-hmm. It is worse. Yes. Welcome to the government. That level of idiocy. I, I, yeah, I don't know what happens if I've submitted my time card on Thursday and then I get hit by a bus on Friday. What the hell happens? Maybe not even go so far as getting hit by a bus. But, you know, if something happens and I'm unable to work on Friday, what do I do? Right. I don't know. You might want to find that out. Yeah, no, I'm going to... This 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 last Thursday Friday was my first pay paycheck submission, so now I'm going to find out what happens if you know I've submitted <laughs> what this. What am I supposed th- to do if I like get sick? Yep. Or not even if I get sick, if like my kid gets sick and I need to stay home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out Just, though. Wow. 
But yes, no, it's it's ridiculous going from the ticket system into Outlook and then Teams and then um, back into the ticket system and then using a, a report from there to export then. And um, there's no actual importation of the timing system, so we have to manually type in everything. So we, yeah, we have a report that generates the code and then we manually type that into the actual payroll system. It's good times. My head hurts. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so yeah, Google Workspace uh, Music LM is basically... A generative model for music. Yep. That you can now type in the type of song you want, and Google will just create it on the fly, not attributing to any existing artist, so no one gets paid for it, despite the fact that it was trained on hundreds of people's music. Yes. I am in a weird middle ground with generative AI. Well, they, they specifically said the co-authors of the paper, because this this is entirely previewed, um, or no, it actually is available in the Test Kitchen app. Um, so back in January, when they previewed this in an academic paper, the co-authors of the paper noted the many ethical challenges posed by a system like Music LM. So th- this version of Music LM won't generate music with specific artists or vocals. Mm-hmm. So yes, this would be very interesting to see what happens. Have you used it yet? Music LM, not yet. No, I haven't gotten the Test Kitchen app on my phone. Is it only available in Test Kitchen? I think so. Kind of want to put in like intro to tech based podcast <laughs> to see what comes out. Oh, did you hear? I don't know if this is a topic, but on the on the topic of generative music, um, Spotify ran into a thing where they had bots listening to bot generated music. Hmm. So someone made an AI that made new music and posted it to Spotify and then had a bunch of bots listening to all of that new music. Well, that's interesting. That's a scam. Oh, yeah, go, you're right, because they'd get paid, right? They get paid for every listen. <laughs> Now, it's fractions of a penny, but if you've got a botnet out there, that can add up. And if you're always generating new content and posting it because you made a generative AI, there's always more music for them to listen to. All right. I have put myself on the wait list for the test kitchen. Well, um, who was it? Uh, Wolfpack? Wolfpack, the band? I don't know. Um, Which I think, if I remember correctly, they actually formed while they were both at uh, U of M. Well, there's four of them. Four guys who are at the U of M Music School um, started up a band. And they released uh, an album on Spotify called Sleepify. Ten tracks, entirely zero audio, just ten tracks of silence. So we're going all Johnny Cash? So they, they released this. Cash, in, Johnny Cage, John Cage. Oh, uh, four minutes and 34 seconds. Wasn't it four minutes, 22 seconds? Shoot. Oh, 433. What did I say, 32? I think you said 34. Oh, I was close. You were close. You were closer numerically. I was closer in that it was a repeated number. <laughs> right. So they, they created a 10 track silent album on Spotify and they told their listeners, hey, when you go to bed, just put this album on repeat. Whatever money we earn from this album will go towards our tour. That's hilarious and bad. Yeah, so in March, they put this track on Spotify. Um, two months, over two months, it generated $20,000 for the band. Spotify <laughs> then um, looked at it and said, no, this violates our terms of contract. <laughs> Mixed it. Yep, but... In July, the band received the royalties and then announced a Sleepify tour. So it was, yeah, they they, they got a tour paid by just putting a, a, a album of nothing on there and having their listeners just play it while they sleep. So 
Sorry, that was that was a bit of a tangent from that one, but that's fine. Tangent to tangent to tangent. <laughs> it's what we do here. Yep, random tangent podcast. Uh, what else was announced? Well, there was updates the... to search sidekick. Cool, cool. More, a lot of it. Was there anything that wasn't AI? Uh, let's see. Cody was AI. Google Cloud was Google Cloud wasn't really AI. They're just saying, hey, we've got some new computers for our data centers. Woo! For the enterprise organizations who are like all in on Google Cloud, I'm sure that's really big and impressive. For the day to day person, don't care. Nope. Uh, Google is expanding their Find My Device. Cool. So um, other trackers can be used with your <laughs> Find My Device like air tags and um, tiles. So, you know, another thing where it's very difficult to separate legitimate use from like, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Not negative use, but um, gray area use. I guess illegitimate, yeah. right? If it's not legitimate, then it's if it, there's there, if it's nefarious, not nefarious, nefarious, nefarious. that's the one I'm looking for. Uh, legitimate use from nefarious use. Well, they're saying that some of the new features will actually include notifying the users if their phone detects an unknown tracker moving with them. <laughs> hey, this weird Bluetooth connection has been like nearby for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not on your, your list. Location, and it's not on your list and it's changing locations with you. Yep. That is a, actually a clever way of doing it that I hadn't thought about of like identifying it. Yes. So yeah, if you identify the third party Bluetooth trackers that are with you and part of your, you know, infrastructure, if one's on there that's not on there, I'm glad my phone will be like, hey, dude. By the way. Somebody like put this in your bag. Mm-hmm. So um, they also announced the Pixel Seven A, a slightly smaller Pixel Seven. Yes, a hundred dollars less. Um, Project Tailwind, that's AI, AI generated wallpapers. Uh, there's a new Wear OS that's going to be coming out. Woo! Universal Translator is AI. The new tablet is uh, finally here. <laughs> the thing that no one asked for. Yes, the one that looks like a giant Nest Home Hub, especially with the charging speaker dock included. Yep. Pixel Fold. And yes, the Pixel Fold, the phone that is more expensive than my frickin' treadmill downstairs. Man, they actually did a lot of announcements, but almost all of it is AI. Uh, even Firebase's stuff is AI. But, okay, so Dave, would you be willing to spend $1,800 on the Pixel Fold? Nope. <laughs> But then I wasn't willing to spend, what, like $2,000 on Google Glass? Mm-hmm. I am not the target for this, Andy. Nor are you. Nope. We, we collectively are not their target demo. That is a lot of AI. Yes. Yes, it is. Which I feel like somebody at Google, after that dismal, dismal keynote in oh, Paris. Their, their Bard announcement? Yeah, in Paris, that just... God. Their oh fuck announcement? Yep, the, um, we seem to have lost the phone <laughs> during the presentation. We seem to have lost the phone, and it's giving us... Our commercial includes wrong information. Yep. God, that was just so sad. So I have a feeling somebody at Google, after that, if they weren't already laid off due to the massive amount of laid offs at Google, um, was probably fired. I don't know if they were fired, but like maybe, maybe laid moved off out of position. One name added to the thousands of people who were recently laid off from Google. No, I, I don't think anyone got laid off for that. That yes. that is not a like you it would have to have been malicious for them to get like flat laid off. But yes, no, there was a lot of AI in Google's I.O. 
Well, we'll see how it serves them. Yep. Get it? Because it's an AI. Uh, no, what? No, that's. I like it. Okay. Uh, this first topic that you have listed here, Andy. Yes. Why uh, Sega by Rovio? Yes. So we had we we were asking that question, right? When, A lot. Yes. It's like <laughs> it made no sense. You know why? Well, um, there was a press conference at Rovio's headquarters um, back in actually back in April. Or was it in, no, yeah, it would have been late April, early May, um, where the Sega said that the discussions between Sega and Rovio actually began in June, almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Angry Birds said that they always felt like there was a strong potential in this combination. Rovio started... Always felt. Always yes. felt is a strong phrase. Okay, so uh, the chairman said that throughout discussions with Sega, he always felt there was a strong potential in this combination. Okay. throughout discussions. It's not yes. a like, oh yeah, no, like when we founded Rovio, we wanted to join Sega. No, that... It was once someone approached the other, like, yeah, this could work. This is okay. This could be fine synergies in several areas what synergies what do either of you gain from the other side well it's just the fact that sega um has money has money like, and needs needed to get into the mobile market buying angry birds is not the way to do that you have a mascot it is primed and ready from a strategic point of view this is a great opportunity for sega to expand its business in the global market our objective is to learn new strengths from rovio's high level of development and management capabilities for sega we believe that by reaching out to the global market we'll be able to achieve another level of significant growth if you want to make a mobile game you don't need to buy angry birds just putting it out there Especially when you have Sonic. Like, gotta go fast. They say, and both of the sides agree, that Sega throughout the years has developed a good number of IPs that are very rich and deep, which I agree, they have. Yeah, I mean, I disagree that it's a number of IPs. Well, I guess one is a number. (laughs) I hear it's the loneliest number. (laughs) Two can be as bad as one. But the loneliest number? Yes, is the number number. one. We're not allowed to sing, but nobody said anything about lyrics. That's a deep callback. (laughs) That was 14 years ago at least, Andy. I think even more, because I think it was in our first year. I do believe it was in the first year. I think it was like within the first six episodes where you started to sing. Yep. And we were told, nope, no singing. So that's why there's no singing on this podcast. Well, I think, as they put it, um, they're also buying Rovio's platform <laughs> for mov- mobile development called Beacon. So I'm thinking that might also be the fact that they're buying the company, but they're also buying the tools that company created. Yeah, maybe. Just like you had talked about how Marvel bought <laughs> LucasArts. Lucas but then Arts for Skywalker Sound and ILM. For, yeah, for Skywalker Sound and for ILM. You have that amazing, you know, <laughs> back end. The for ILM. Yes. And then, of course, you know, Star Wars still made. No, I'm, I mean, forget the all the, the benefits they got from Star Wars. Like, the deal was worth it purely for ILM. Yes, having that sort of... Because ILM still, I think, still works with everybody else, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. As does Skywalker Sound. But, like, I... <laughs> I remember making the joke when they made that purchase, when we when they announced that Disney was buying Marvel and we talked or buying uh, Star Wars and we talked about it. I'm like, oh, 
No, they're not buying Star Wars. They're buying ILM. They're getting Star Wars for free. Yep. God, there are. Jeez, I'm uh, I'm looking at the current ILM list. And yeah, that's uh, a lot of stuff here. For what they're working on? Yep. Yeah, like everyone uses them. They're, you're either using ILM or Weta and probably both. There's an Ultraman movie in production? Really? Ultraman. There was Ultraman Z in 2020. I mean, I suppose the, the proper response is there have been many Ultraman movies. <laughs> yes, yes, there have been. But there is a new one that is being worked on? Ultraman is an upcoming CG animated feature film to be released on Netflix. Neat. Hmm. Oh, they're also saying that they are um, trying to use Rovio to accelerate their transmedia plans, which for me, it was like, I feel like Sonic is pretty transmedia right now. I just went to a Sonic themed birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and Where there the were year, zero Sonic games. The year is 2023. And I went to and a Sonic themed birthday party. And at Chuck there e. were zero Sonic games. That's true. There were zero Sonic games. We did actually play an Angry Birds arcade game, which was actually pretty fun because you actually got to shoot birds a, at a the bird screen. A from a from a slingshot? Yes. It was a physical bird. You got to pull the the, the little plunger back, and you actually got yeah. to launch the bird at the screen. What, what was stopping you from just hucking the bird? Well, it was inside a cage. Ah. So you could not actually get into the thing and huck the bird because that also would just be fun. That feels like that would be the, what is it, the yellow bird? Yes. The like super fast one? Or no, is that blue? I, I don't know. I thought the it yellow had... one is like the one you press on it and it like shoots forward. Oh, frick. I don't remember. It's been forever since I played an Angry Birds See, game. See, this is the thing. Sega. It's not like people remember Angry Birds that there were birds, but it's not like Sonic. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. So this is all just like, yeah, we we want to... Oh, also, what is transmedia in this context? Well, this is, you know, Lego kits, TV shows, movies. Okay. Merchan Both merchan companies have the ability to do this independently. Yes. yes, merchandising. I believe both companies have merchandise, have video games, have movies. I believe there were three Angry Bird movies and two Sonic movies. Something like that. Yes, there were movies, TV shows. Yeah. I mean, I guess Sega gets their their build platform. Congratulations, you saved yourself a year and a half of R&D. <laughs> At the cost of how much? 730 euros. 730 million euros? Yes. Oh, sorry. 706 million euros. Okay. So whatever that is in imperial dollars. Imperial dollars. <laughs> you want to try that one again, Andy? USD. There you go. <laughs> an imperial dollar, I believe, is a great British pound. God, these measurement systems are all sorts of wonky. No, no, they aren't. 703 euro to USD. 768. Okay. So call it 770. Yeah, what's two bill what's two million dollars? Right. When you're yeah. when you're looking at a deal like this. So seven hundred yeah. besides it wouldn't be to USD, it would be to uh yen. Oh, you're right. Which we'd still want to know USD. But yes. uh is a hundred and four million yen. Wow, the yen to USD sucks for them right now. What happened? Oh my. I don't I know. Go to Japan. 
It used to be one to a hundred. Yeah. So a yen was a penny, which made math really easy. Yes. It is now one to 135. Oh my. So wow. I guess I'll plan my next sabbatical for Japan. Haven't you already been to Japan though? I have never been to Japan. Andy, when have I been to Japan? I was trying to think when was that, but no, because the, the closest you would have gotten is I PAX. went to Australia. Yes, but in PAX, PAX yeah, you went to PAX OS, plus you were an Omega Knot, so you had a chance to get to the Tokyo Game Show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I got to the quarterfinals. Yep. Stupid yeah, but you know that I didn't, band. I didn't get to go because you were the person I was going to take. I know. Ah, c'est la vie. Well, let's see what else we got on this list. Oh, speaking of media stuff. Well, the writers were on strike again, which for very good reasons, because the writers, I guess, are not getting paid for their content that they have created for streaming media platforms. Yeah, there's there's a couple things that they're striking for. That's one of them. Uh, Another is surprise, surprise, the use of AI, whether or not AI can be listed as a co-writer. Lovely. But yep. no, they should strike and need to strike. Yeah. And here's the, the kicker. Like, they're striking against the studios. The DGA and the, what's the other one? The SGA, the screen, the SAG. So the, the DGA. Saga, and, so yeah, the SAG Awards. Yeah. And so the, the Director's Guild and the, the Screen, screen Act- Actors Guild, Guild. Yes. Their contracts are both coming up in the near future as well. Oh. So this is just the first strike. They need to settle with the writers so that they can also settle with the directors and the screen actors and maybe the producers. I don't know if the producers are the bad guys here. Well, the bad guys are the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Okay, so that would be the producers. Yes, because the I, AMTA, I didn't know if there was a PGA. No, the 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 um the the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers is the one that actually represents the production companies. So they're they're the studio side of the WGA, the SGA, DGA, all that other stuff. Yeah. SAG, right? SAG, yes. Screen Actors Guild. I have seen a lot of like, yep, I'm an actor and I stopped production until the Writers Guild is fixed. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. It's good to see. Seth Green stopped production on Family Guy and American Dad. He's like, nope, no more episodes. So speaking of streaming platforms... Uh, Disney announced during their uh, earnings call that Disney Plus and Hulu are going to be one. But customers will still be able to sign up for Disney Plus or Hulu only. um, But the two apps will be be the same. Yes, it'll be the same app and the same library between the two platforms. But you'll still have to pay for both. Is is that... So I buy Disney Plus. I buy a subscription to Disney Plus. Yes. I will see all of the Disney Plus and Hulu content. Yes. Side by side. But when I go to play Hulu content, it'll be like, ah, can't play that. Gotta subscribe to Hulu. I think so, yes. Or is it I just have access to both worlds regardless of which one I have? I think it is you will see both of them of their selection of Disney owned and Hulu libraries in one app. Because I think if I remember correctly, if I go to the Max app now, which is HBO Max and Discovery Plus put together, mm-hmm. um, if I remember correctly, there is like Showtime stuff inside that app. 
But since we don't have Showtime, I do not believe I could actually access that content from the app. So, which is kind of just makes sense because anywhere outside of the U.S., their Disney Plus app, which is called, I think, Star, has other content already in the app. So this has just been a U.S. only thing where they have been separated out. So I feel like this is finally getting the U.S. in line with the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. which, you know, rights and streaming regulations and all this other crap is so annoying. It made sense in a pre-internet time where things were very much more siloed by nation but now with the internet especially with vpns it it is all one i suppose oh uh twitter got a new ceo yes speaking Musk of is stepping aside question yes. mark uh he said uh my role will transition to being executive chair and cto overseeing products software and sysops the new ceo speaking of media comes from nbc universal don't the, know if that's a good thing or not. Well, she was the most recently the head of advertising at NBC Universal. So she knows um, she was the one who started the ad industry. Like, mm, yeah, she was the one who started Peacock, which was, you know, NBC's. Yeah. <laughs> I was being facetious. Oh, has, has Peacock done great, Andy? I don't know. It's it seems OK. It, is it even still there? Yes, it's still there. Okay. But if you want somebody it's to try... a like tier two. Well, yeah, NBC's content. Eh. But if you want somebody who knows, you know, the advertising industry, because Twitter needs advertisements to make money, that is its main source of revenue is advertising. And so if you bring in an ad, ad exec who's already dealt with digital platforms in the past, might be a good idea. Mm, maybe. I feel like, yes, this one was purposely just pointed going like, look at, look all you major brands, the crazy guys off the big chair he's still in the corner because we can't get rid of him but you know we've brought in one of your own please please start spending money with us again <laughs> uh remove musk from every decision making capability at the company and then we'll talk about advertisement yeah well i wonder how long it will take her to fix npr the new york times the bbc the washington post uh who else did, has dropped did he off screw them up uh i think bbc left God damn. I can run Twitter. Yeah, sure you can. Into the ground. That is that is a place to which you can run Twitter. Uh, there's a dead link here, Andy. Oh, which one? Mage. Oh, that's a dead link? Ugh, really? You Article's been up. stuff off? No, that was the whole link. Okay. It worked last week, I guess. The page you are looking for could not be found. Well, the, the thing was Mage won the Kentucky Derby, right? Sure. I did not know the horse's name. Yes. So the horse that won the Kentucky Derby was named Mage. Just Mage. Yes. That's interesting because, like, so I, I happen to know horses cannot, like, a horse's name is unique. A, a registered horse has to have a fully unique name. So literally, there was no horse named Mage prior to this. But Mage now has their own um, Wikipedia page. Oh, that's cute. The sire is good magic. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's adorable. Ah, uh, good magic. Who has Curlin and Glinda the Good? <laughs> I love. I love just looking at 
horse pedigrees and just like the names are fantastic. Well, it turns out that Mage actually has 300 and how many? 391 owners Mm -hmm. because people invested in the horse through a sporting investment app called Commonwealth. Hmm. So people could buy shares of the horse. Mage. Yes. And then how? So how is this different than betting? I don't know. But, you know, the app put uh, $170,000 total investment in Mage, and now, after winning the Kentucky Derby, is now worth over $5 million. So you're not, I think you're just putting money in? I mean, you're going to get a a percentage of the payout, right? Yes, because you own a percentage of the horse. So maybe it's like long-term betting? I don't know. But that's, yes, the, the, the horse is owned partially by an app. Interesting. So, yes, there you it's an app and now of course they had zero marketing before this and all of a sudden you know now that yeah it's very popular now yes six thousand six thousand people signed up for the app in 48 hours after the kentucky derby yeah because everyone wants to pick the next horse but like this this horse shouldn't have won no i'm reading through this and this horse should not have won. Yep. Uh, never raced as a two-year-old. Hmm. This was his, like, the Kentucky Derby was his, like, third race ever. <laughs> this horse should not have won. Yep. People are throwing their money away. Well, it's investing in a property. This turns out that property is a horse. Yeah, well, timeshares, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> All right, what else we got on here? Um. Let's see. SpaceX successfully has launched the Falcon rockets 200 times without failure. Um, and I there is you can't a, count Starship as, as a Falcon launch because it's not a Falcon engine. Nope. And, of course, there is a company called Vast, which announced that they are going to launch a commercial space station by 2025 using that Falcon 9. very ambitious timeline. Yes, using Falcon 9s as the launch vehicles. And this is a private space station? A private space station. Is that allowed? I feel like there's some international treaties that would not allow that. Well, okay, uh, vast announcement comes as NASA is hoping that private companies will begin to offer habitation for its astronauts in low-Earth orbit. The space agency is planning to decommission the ISS by about 2030, after which the time the agency plans to lease crew time on commercial space stations. I really don't like this future that we're headed towards. I like the idea of privatized launches. I'm okay with that. But like privatized space stations feels real like dystopic future. Mm-hmm. Not sure what about it does, but something about it does. <clears throat> so yes, yeah, so they're planning on putting up a private space station up there and using the Falcon 9 hardware and the Dragon capsules to basically keep it afloat because part of its life Not support... keep it afloat, but like provide life support. Yes, the part of the life support system will be provided by the True Gra- Tr- Crew Dragon spacecraft while it's docked there. So teaming up with SpaceX to go, wait a second, your stuff is actually pretty good. They built a, they're building the module to basically fit the exact size of the Falcon 9 fairing and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. They say they they want to plan a Starship class module once, you know, Starship is up and running. So we'll uh, we'll see how this goes. All right, anything else on the list? Uh, no, I think that's good for me. Okay. We got your random review? Yes, my random review is missed play. Um it's the the idea is pretty straightforward. You download this app, you get 
a list of all the games in the app that you can play. You These are all, you know, just regular games. Things like, you know, Candy Crush, you know, Royal Match, that sort of stuff there. Uh, Star Wars Fleet Commanders in here, Lower Decks in here. You know, these are actual, actual games, but they're games done by different companies. You download these games through the app, install them, play them, and then the longer you play, the more game experience points you get. After you get X number of game experience points, you get some, I forgot exactly what they're called, you get certain things there, and then you can exchange these tokens basically for gift cards. And what are they providing to whom to support this? Well, um, you have to download the games through Mist Play itself. If uh-huh. there's a problem, because this actually happened with me on one of the games, uh, what game was it? Uh, Isaac wanted to play a game called, where is it? It's on the list here. Uh, Board Kings. So, um, I tried downloading it through the app, but according to them, the, um, Board Kings Board Dice Games didn't credit misplay for your install. Unfortunately, we can't award you with the full reward speed for this game. So, part of it is the fact that they're probably getting, you know, they're charging companies to promote the games. Promote their game? Yep. And of course, all these games have, you know, in-game ads. Well, most of them do. Some of the games actually don't have in-game ads, which is nice. Um, But I'm guessing you're also, you know, watching the ads. And so that's how these, you know, free-to-play games are. But you watching the ad doesn't make misplay any money. So yeah, misplay is probably... Like, if it is, then, like, this feels like there's gotta be something tricksy backdoory. Like... I'm I'm trying to figure it out, but... I just read the terms of service. Yes, and it's, of course, full of legalese and... Right. Let me rephrase that. Did you have a lawyer read the terms of service? No, I did not. Okay. I I can, though, and if you would like me to, there is a section there where I can actually ask for all personal information that they have on me. Yeah, let's do that. I'm curious what they're collecting. Okay, so let's see. Your rights of access. You may request by writing to privacy at misplay.com. Upon receipt of such request, misplay will endeavor to provide you this information in an electronic readable format within a reasonable time. Okay. So yeah, I can ask them what personal information they have on me. Yeah, let's let's do that. So I'll have to go into that one. But um, I've been playing for 70 days. Uh, in those 70 days, I have played a total of 142 hours and 22 minutes. I have earned um, 15,000 units, which um, the the best unit to gift card ratio is uh, 3,000 units to $10. So I have gotten over these seventy days, uh, fifty, yeah, fifty dollars, which I have turned into Amazon gift cards. But they also have PayPal, Google Play, a whole bunch of other random gift cards in here too. I, man, I don't know. I know that's part of me was like, okay, like, yeah, what, what's I'm, the catch? But I haven't, I haven't found the catch yet. I'm super sus, like, or they're super sus. Like, this is just not. I'm glad that it's working for you, man. But I, this, this kind of free money scares the crap out of me. Okay. Da-da-da. When you use our services, we will collect information about how you interact with the game advertised on our platform. So achievements that are on 
unlocked in-game purchases, other apps on your device, the time you spent playing the game, the units you've earned, and the game experience earned. 18 years old or above. We'll use third-party face verification to make sure that you are you. I mean, that's that's information right there. Which they supposedly say here that uh, video selfie provides us with a face map. This is encrypted on your mobile device before being sent to our servers for processing and is linked to your user account to ex- ensure uniqueness. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they don't have access to it. Just that they're transmitting it securely. Mm. It's encrypted on your device, sure. Using their encryption. God, there is a lot of just so much stuff in this terms of usage. Yeah, I I cannot endorse this. Not until I have a lawyer read through this. Well, there's the both the privacy policy for mobile games and the terms of service. And the legal content on their website, which is about them and their customers. Oh, geez, I didn't even see the master service agreement. Oh, geez, okay. <laughs> Supposedly they've got EU data... Uh, privacy law compliance, mm-hmm. which the but EU you're not in the EU no, but oh yeah, the terms of the addendum are only applicable to those that are regulated by the EU data protection law, which I yep. am not. You are not, sir. Time no. to go get that Swedish nationality. <laughs> Can I do that? I don't know. Can you? I Your don't family's know. From there, that is true. Technically, Sometimes that's all it takes. My grandfather was Canadian. That one you probably couldn't get. So the father, my father was born in Atlanta. Grandfather was born in Canada. I forgot exactly where my paternal grandmother was born. I'd have to look that up. And then, yeah, I would have to look up the stuff on the mother's side. But I know, I know grandfather was Canadian. So I know at that point that's, you know, the father's side, that one is quickly outside of the country. Right. So yes, if, if you are concerned about privacy, by all maybe means, don't. Maybe, maybe don't. Maybe don't do this. Also, it has a 3.7 rating on the App Store. Well, that's because people are dumb and have not complied correctly with in order to get... I was Because I was reading through some of those as well, and those were people who were trying to cheat the system and then got caught, and then are like, why did you ban me? <laughs> Well, because you were not following. You were trying to you were, you were trying to cheat the system. What do you mean I can't use an emulator? But that's how I use my phone. It's through an emulator. Mhm. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh so, random topic? Yep. Random topic rolled ahead of time. How would you kill your co-host and get away with it? So, here's the thing. There is no answer that I can give on this podcast. <laughs> Because no matter what brilliant mechanism I come up with to have Andy cease to exist, if I say it, then I won't get away with it. No, because you have already, you'll have to plead the fifth. Before, I, I, in, in answering this question, well, you will have to plead the fifth. But like anyone who, when they do discovery, <laughs> and they're like, oh, he has hundreds of hours of recorded content, and they search our site, and the site has a, a tag on it that says, how would you kill your co-host? Like, they're just going to find that. Oh, they talk about it in episode 761. Let's just pull up that MP3 file. Well, this exactly matches how he was killed. Okay. <laughs> Somebody call, uh, is Peter Falk, is he still alive or did he pass away? Oh, he died. All right, never mind. Can't call Columbo, he's dead. If I were to kill Andy, sorry, make Andy cease to exist, 
how would I do it without getting caught? It would have to be some point where I have a perfect alibi, which part of me would think that, you know, I would have to do it during the podcast somehow. No, that's that's hardly a perfect alibi. In fact, that's one of your worst alibis possible. You're connected to an online service. They could query for the IP address. Yeah, that's true. And they would see Even exactly Even if you were where... like on your phone sneaking up on me, like your phone's going to be pinging various things that connect to this. Yeah, that that would not work. Um, By the way, Misplay apparently asks for screen recording permission. Yeah, that's how they can actually see what the app is doing. You can actually shut that off. Um, yeah, for, no, just not not even not touching it. That's that's how it knows that you're playing the game and you're actually interacting with the game. Is it if uh, it's either screen recording or I think it's it uses the screen recorder for uh, touches to the screen. Yeah, not not doing that. That right. is way too much information that it could grab. Which is why I shut it off every single time I'm done playing the game and then I open it back up again and it's like, hey, you turned off screen recorder. I'm like, yeah, I know. You're like, yeah, because I don't want you to see what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you shouldn't have to do that, Andy. You shouldn't have to turn off and turn on the screen recording just to use this service. <laughs> How would I kill Andy and get... See, like, I literally can't answer it because anything I say, I can no longer get away with. Why? So are how you, are could you, are I you, have you, killed Andy? Yeah, are you planning on killing me? No, but to answer <laughs> the question, it has to be in a way that I won't get, I won't, uh, get caught with, that I would get away with. That's what the question poses. So my my response, how would I have caused Andy to die? Um, I don't know. At your old job, maybe done something to overload a transmitter? No, there were cameras there. There's no. always cameras watching those things. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I can say I can say that now. No, no, there was not. So, yeah, probably get Andy out at a transmitter site and do something there, either with a booby trap and make him think that a wire wasn't live and it was, or that the act of checking it would, would activate it after he checked it. Oh, you could bypass the interlocks on those things. Well, granted, you would have to do some serious stuff because any time I go into a transmitter, there are at least two circuit breakers that I throw before entering the transmitter and then there's also interlock systems set up on the doors that as soon mm-hmm. as you open the door it kills power to the transmitter so yeah would, but there's you, there's other power in the room it doesn't have to be the transmitter itself oh you would oh okay i see if i spliced other power into something i knew you would be working on i mean you've read damon right yep like the one of the first murders is just like someone electrocuted a door frame yep <clears throat> I did something. It would have to be while you were on your bicycle. On my bicycle? Like a hit and run? Something like that. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't bike on, like, backwood roads. There are a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. And a bicycle, pedestrian hit and run is not uncommon. Yeah, but there's a lot of people around. <laughs> Someone's going to take note of the make and model of the car that just hit the poor bicyclist. That's what I was going to say Uber is for, but no, not Uber. Um, you, Uber. Hey, Uber driver, do me a favor. <laughs> that guy up there on the bicycle, he's a friend of mine, just hit him. <laughs> What? Yeah, it'll be funny. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll give you five stars and a good tip. <laughs> That's manslaughter. <laughs> Fine. One star. <laughs> Enjoy losing your Uber driver abilities. That's blackmail. <laughs> oh. Actually, it's extortion, but that's fine. I wouldn't expect my Uber driver to understand that. If not, it's <laughs> I turned Andy into a Bond villain all of a sudden. 
That's that would be your weakest point of contact is when you're on your bicycle. I'm generally pretty defensive when I'm on my bicycle. I think there are other times of the day I am way more vulnerable than when I'm on the bicycle. Well, I don't know what those are, so I'd have to stalk you for a bit, and I don't got time for that. So <laughs> you're like, I got kids, I got a family, I don't got time to commit murder. <laughs> uh, accident at the zoo. Oh, jeez. Maybe I would try that. All you gotta do is bring in some, like, wooden planks into the zoo and, like, make a bridge for the polar bear. Because, you know, no one would catch you doing that either. No, nobody would expect anybody. This has moved away from how would you do this and not get caught to how could you creatively kill your (laughs) co-host? So I get a bucket of fish chum. I throw it on Andy. And then I make a bridge for the polar bear. And great, now when that coincidentally happens sometime in the future, I'm suspect number one. (laughs) Despite having no way of knowing that Andy was going to go to the Toledo Zoo and hang out by the polar bear. I've already been to the Toledo Zoo and hanging out with the polar bear, so... Yeah, but are you sure you're never doing it again? That one, I don't know. Oh, see? (laughs) Well, on this completely bonkers finish, (laughs) I will say... splitting headache. (laughs) I will say that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.